Hey everyone, just want to give you a quick heads up before the episode that this episode of BoJack Horseman and consequently our podcast will be discussing pregnancy loss today. Pregnancy loss is a very common thing affecting 10 to 15 percent of pregnancies, but we know it's also a really touchy topic to hear about. So if that is not something that you can hold space for today, we recommend you skip this week and come back next week. There are resources available to you if you have dealt with pregnancy loss. There's the Share Pregnancy and infant loss support group as well as the march of dimes are two pretty big foundations if you need help get help but now we'll get to the episode hello everyone and welcome back to bojack horse pod the bojack horseman story Today, we will be talking about Season 5, Episode 5 of Bojack Horseman, The Amelia Earhart Story. I'm your host, Kirsten McInnes, joined as always by the lovely Lindsay Wilson. Lindsay, how are you? I'm doing really well. How are you? I'm doing well. We're on a bit a bit of an off schedule for our podcasting, but it's still all coming out on time, which is what matters, and we're de- almost halfway into Season 5. It's true. Hazel told me the other day, she was like, I couldn't be more proud that you guys haven't missed a week in a year. So high praise. Oh, thanks, Hazel. (laughs) I know she's listening. 100% she is. (laughs) (laughs) She's her biggest fan. But we're we're not alone. The, The second half of these seasons is when everyone starts wanting to come on and this this week is no different because of course, Sam Stanish is back. Sam, how are you? So sorry to be throwing you off your regular recording schedule. I didn't, I didn't know I would be. I didn't know it was such an issue. This is the second one in a row that's different, and next week will be different too. So it's you didn't do anything. <laughs> We're just like out of our normal schedule. Just one in a long line of people throwing you guys off. I get it. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> not throwing us off. Oh no, that's not what I meant. No, but I'm good. Doing well. You know. Lots of positive things happening in my life, as we just discussed, and just, you know, living, laughing, loving. I was surprised <laughs> when I when I was sent the list of episodes, I was like, I, w- I thought that this one was going to be gone already, so I'm excited that this was still available, and I'm, I'm, I'm just happy to be here. I love BoJack HorsePod. I'm so happy and humbled and honored, still in H, but uh, silent, that you guys have brought me back so many times. I just, I love the show, and I love this show, too fourth time we love having you right fourth time yeah i think i only (laughs) didn't come on in the second season yeah (laughs) and it was our fault it was nobody's fault i think that was just the truth (laughs) (laughs) well we're always happy to have you on sam obviously you have uh, a lot of great things to say and we love talking to you so i'm excited to to get into this episode but what what did y'all think of this episode overall oh wait no stop What, what time is it right now? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I really launched. I really launched us into episode discussion, and that was so. It really came off like I had never heard the podcast before. <laughs> I'm so, so sorry. Sam. I can't believe I mentioned BoJack Horsepod yeah, in the first three you? minutes of the podcast, as opposed to like <laughs> you know eleven minutes. And I'm so sorry too with the fans. So I really rude. let people down. <laughs> How dare you? I'm. I love telling people what time it is right now, and I will not stop. So. <laughs> We're recording right now, and it is Monday, January 24th, and it is currently 5.30 p.m. on the Pacific time zone. It is 1.30 a.m. on the Tuesday the 25th in London, 
It is 8.30 p.m. in New York, where Sam is. So true. So true. <laughs> so true. <laughs> Lindsay, what time? And it's uh, 9.30 for you in uh, New-, New Brunswick right now? That's right. That's right. And it is 9.30 a.m. on the 25th in Hong Kong. And Philbert is coming soon. God, can't, how would we get by without that and without checking which holidays it is? Yeah, what day Yo. is it? Today.net or whatever. <laughs> yeah. What, ta- what time is it? What, what is the date? Yeah. Yeah. What, what post-it notes are on your date page so this this episode's gonna come out on february 1st right yeah yes well because it's not coming out tomorrow so yes <laughs> and so today is african-american coaches day okay it's the first tuesday in february it is car insurance day always important always important it is change your password day mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we love web security around here we love web security. It is also the Chinese New Year. Nice. So, Lunar New Year. What yeah. is the year? Yeah, I was going to say. Year, year um, of the what? Oh, is it Year of the Dragon? Tiger. I knew it was a cool one. Wait. <laughs> that is a good one. Is this a com- You said this is coming out on February 2nd? February First. 1st. Oh, sorry. Okay, that makes I was like, it's also Groundhog's Day, but it's not. Never mind. <laughs> Tomorrow it's will be Groundhog's Day. Groundhog's Day Eve. Groundhog's Day Eve. You know, some <laughs> would say even a bigger holiday than Groundhog's Day. It the has so much anticipation. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You're like, is it just going to repeat over and over tomorrow? <laughs> oh, man. You never know. Today is also Decorating with Candy Day. So I don't really know what that means, but I'm happy for all who partake. <laughs> it's G.I. Joe Day. I've literally never once seen or indulged in a single G.I. Joe thing. I like I I I know the word Cobra and then otherwise I'm just kinda like those that's G.I. Joe? Never I that's all I can I, say about it. Yeah, I think G.I. <laughs> Joe is the one where knowing is half the battle. <laughs> because I think my sister's ex used to like that stuff and we would always say knowledge is power to make fun of him. Hmm. I don't know. It's also hula in the Kula day. So hula outside, even though it's cold. Nice. Such specific, specific it's holidays very, today. Very specific. <laughs> Today's a very specific day. It's also National Baked Alaska Day. Have you ever eaten that? I don't know what that is. I know it's a dessert. It looks like it's made of mer- a lot of meringue. Oh, it huh. is a sponge cake covered in a th- slab of ice cream with meringue on top. And then baked for until the meringue is brown. And then the ice cream doesn't melt because it's insulated by the meringue. Whoa. Huh. I had no idea this is what baked Alaska was and I need it. <laughs> it actually sounds pretty I'm, good. Now I'm that looking I've read up pictures it of it now and I, I can confirm it looks good too. I have never heard anyone say that they've had it at any, any time other than on a cruise. It sounds <laughs> delicious. So I'd love to hear people's thoughts on baked Alaska. Mm-hmm. Also... <laughs> Oh, wait, this is a good one for us, Lindsay. Spunky Old Broads Day. (laughs) That is primarily how I identify. Well, it says, oh, wait, no, it says it's for if you're a woman over 50 living life to the fullest. Well, we're too young. Oh, damn it. Well, getting closer all the time. Is that what spunky means? Like, I I don't, I wouldn't have thought that that was the number one descriptor of a spunky person. 
Yeah, the thing is, is it sounds gross, but I think old people <laughs> use it as like having like moxie. Mm. Yeah. Living life to the fullest, if you will. Mm-hmm. Moxie and spunk are two words that have fallen out of fashion, and I, you know, they mean the same thing, but I, I've also never really <laughs> been told what they mean, even though it is the same word. Well, everyone use spunk or broad <laughs> to start your wordle today. Uh, <laughs> I love putting our podcast in such a specific time and place. Yeah. It's also National Dark Chocolate Day. Nice. National Freedom Day. Does it say where that's celebrated or is it everywhere? I guess it's you said a national, picture of but... an American flag, so. Okay. Yep. It's also National Get Up Day, and there is no further explanation of how to celebrate that. So I, <laughs> I don't know what it means, but it's a picture of two peop- two young boys ice skating. I don't know. I can't explain it to you. It's National Serpent Day. I don't know what to do with any of these. These are all. So I feel like specific. I also feel like this is the mo- This is the most days I've ever heard you list on it. Do you, you always list this a full page, and this one's just like so long. <laughs> Probably because it's the first of the month. There's only one more, and the last one is it's Robinson Crusoe Day. <laughs> okay. I think it's because it's coming out on the first of a month mm-hmm. that there's probably like a lot of stuff that kicks off. Yes, that makes definitely. sense. That's my suspicion. But uh, yeah, a lot is a lot going on on February first. I hope everyone celebrates as best they can. I want to try baked Alaska now. <laughs> first day of Black History Month. Also, I'm sure that was just yes. be, it was covered in the African American Coaches Day, but yeah. they're definitely related. But yes, I was just gonna say it is also. Yeah, Black I'm sure. History I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure that each day has an, like an individualized thing like that. At least mm-hmm. one. Yes, it had better to be honest. I don't want coaches getting all the glory. <laughs> Listen, I think this website just might be racist because I went to the next day and there's nothing for the second. Wow. That is surprising. Hmm. Well, Groundhog's Day takes up a lot of room. Well, check check the You're check right. the check the third check the third. <laughs> yeah, and then the third, the third is Elmo's birthday. Very topical right now. Is that topical right now? Extremely. Oh my God, Lindsay! It's Twitter. Like you're an alien. It is like you are an alien. People right, have discovered me. that Elmo has a, a feud with Zoe. I think her name is uh, Pet Rock Rocco. And the audios and the videos have gone super viral. I'm hmm. so, I don't understand how you're alive. This sounds like something I super don't care about. <laughs> I feel like the week before the Rocco thing happened, Elmo was already trending on TikTok for saying balsamic vinegar. So like, I, See, I like feel like were... all of the Elmo stuff just like came up at the same time, but only the Rocco stuff made it to Twitter is how I feel. That makes sense. <laughs> Why do people care about this? Because it's funny. It's Elmo. Oh. I'm going to send you, Lindsay, I'm going to send you some links because they're funny, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I failed you as your internet, like, guide. Ugh. Apparently. <laughs> and it actually relates to me because recently I've been using balsamic vinegar to in place of vodka when I make vodka sauce because I actually make vodka sauce like literally all the time, but I don't drink. So I, like, I really don't like to buy vodka just to have it to make vodka sauce, even though I do make it like at least once a week. But I so I've started looking into other things that you can use to deglaze the pan in place of vodka. And I've found that balsamic vinegar is a really good replacement. That's a big word for Elmo. <laughs> exactly exactly thank you for bringing it back around balsamic vinegar balsamic vinegar he says uh, it funny okay she can tell by the way we're saying i it. believe you uh, yes 
I'm just, uh, Lindsay, maybe you are a spunky old broad. I think mm. so. I'm relating much more strongly. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. Okay, so, Bojack, now that we're 12 minutes in. Yeah, I got us across the threshold. Yeah, we got we got there. We got we that long list of holidays really did some heavy lifting for us. So the Amelia Earhart story, Sam. What did what did you think of this episode as a whole? I've always loved this episode. I feel like from when I fir- when the season first came out, like I it I mean it's clear just clearly such a break away from what's going on in the world. I feel like it is really our first real look into what Princess Carolyn's life has really been like like we've seen far into the future and we've gotten like here and there comments about like her past and we've also seen her like as an assistant at the talent agency but like we go really far back here and we learn a lot that we like would have no way of knowing about princess carolyn which i feel has been a fan favorite character from the beginning and so it's really great to see where she comes from and like learn so much more about who she is and like i feel like we get it it's it's her first miscarriage which is such an important part of her character story and so i feel like we just get so much good princess carolyn here which is so great because princess carolyn is such a good character and i feel like sometimes i don't know like i feel like her relationship with the mouse guy is just sort of like it's good but it's not like he isn't a main character and we we actually talked about this when i was on last time like we don't really care about him or his family and so like her plot line with him kind of like brings her away from like the main storyline so it's like i don't know it's good to like just really focus on princess carolyn as a character as opposed to like in this relationship with this dude which is where i was last time i was watching the show and so i really love this episode all pc all the time and it's a really good storyline too even outside of just giving us background information on a character we all love yeah, I agree completely. And then it's it's almost like the one thing that her storyline with Ralph did was set up Princess Carolyn wants a baby and is giving us now what we're getting at this point, which is nice. Lindsay, what what about you? Did you like the episode? Not like the oh, episode? Oh, yes. Of course. Yes. No, I love a Princess Carolyn focus. And like all the episodes, of, like the Ruthie episode is one that comes to mind immediately. Like I thought that was such a strong episode. And I think this one is right up there as well. I love it so much. And I think they just do such a good job of like fleshing out her character even more and just like David Sedaris is her mother as we get Amy and David Sedaris together in this combo yeah I just love everything about this episode it was I like even though sad things happened it was still really fun to watch Mm -hmm. yeah so well done that's kind of just Bojack Horseman's subtitle sad things happened but it was still fun to watch (laughs) <laughs> well, but sometimes it's not so fun to watch. I did pick this episode selectively for this season where I was like, I definitely don't want to do this episode. <laughs> so I, I was glad I was able to come in for one that's, you know, not, it, it, it is still fun to watch and not just sad. So the episode starts and we are in a flashback of young Princess Carolyn watching a VHS tape of the Amelia Earhart story. She is, like, speaking along with the movie, knows all the words. And this Amelia Earhart movie seems kind of messed up. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> it It's, like, over the course of the episode, we get, like, little bits of dialogue from this movie. But it, basically, it seems that they've made it where Amelia Earhart was actually trying to fly into the sun so that they don't have to be sad thinking about her being gone. Her heart belongs in the air. <laughs> That's why they call her Amelia Earhart, which is so good. <laughs> Very funny. Great dialogue. Yes. I, it doesn't, like, you're not really clear on, like, why 
this is a motif of the episode and why it's called that yeah. until like the very end when she gets on the plane and it really all ties together. But I think it's I think it's very funny that she like I, I I just relate to Princess Carolyn so much here about just like she's clearly just like obsessed with television or like movies in general and mm-hmm. just like desperately wants to do whatever she can to make that sort of thing come to life and I I that's exactly how I was when I was growing up I'm just like literally all I know that I like is television and so like I need to work in it and so because like I feel like it's hard to it's easy to forget that all these characters are passionate about the thing that they are doing like it, because they're rich and successful you forget that they started out as these people who were like bojack was a stand-up comedian who was, was like obviously he was he had a rich background but like he was he really liked comedy and making people laugh and same with not mr peanut butter he sort of stumbled into it but like diane was a passionate writer and now we've learned that princess carolyn always loved movies and tv and so like now that she's an agent or manager i can't remember which one she is right now like she is like it it you, you just forget that, like, she really loves this kind of stuff, and it's not just something that, like, makes her life hell. She's a manager right now because she can produce. Come on. Right. <laughs> Did either of you have a movie like this where it was, like, you had it on repeat just all the time? I used to watch Milo and Otis a lot. Good pick. Love that. Not a good pick. It's not a good movie. <laughs> And I watched it a lot, too. (laughs) So Milo and Otis, Sam, is it's a live action movie about a little pug and a little orange stripy cat and their best Mm -hmm. friends on the farm. And then the orange cat floats away down a river in a box. And the whole movie is the other dog going to rescue it. But it's live action. And it's just narrated by this like kind old man. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So it's just like it's not entertaining, really. Like, I don't know. I, I think I just liked looking at the animals. Oh, yeah, of course. And like so many people named their little orange cats Milo from then on. (laughs) Yeah, I loved it. I wanted to watch it over and over. My older sister does not agree. (laughs) For me, the movie that I watched all the time was Lion King. And like, Mm -hmm. I I was born like right around the time Lion King came out. But like when I was four or five, I would just like literally talk about Lion King all the time, watch it all the time. But like, I don't feel like that was like, obviously it was my first tv or movie obsession but i feel like it i didn't get like hyper passionate about tv itself until like i started really getting into snl in like late elementary school and then the office and 30 rock in middle school like i feel like those were the things that like propelled me into the person that i am (laughs) you don't think that lion king propelled you into the person that you are (laughs) I think it was a very serious touchstone and building block, but I feel like it didn't, you know, it, it set me on the path. I'm sure I wouldn't have loved Pokemon if I didn't love Lion King. And so, <laughs> you know, it, it all leads into one another. But based on, like, it feels like this Amelia Earhart story is something that she still loves as a teenager. And I feel like, you know, it's like, the, I, I hate to even mention it anymore, but, you know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer had a huge effect on me mm-hmm. as, like, a, a high schooler, like, in it, I was, like, obsessed and wanted to learn everything about producing it and, like, who wrote it and who directed it and all that stuff, so, like, it, it seems more in line with that sort of thing as opposed to me calling my grandma to talk about Simba in the ravine. <laughs> the other thing too to note is that we do hear in this first scene though that this is the only tape that they have yes so that definitely plays into it as well like i think if she had had access to more media she maybe would have found like quote-unquote better things to love that much Mm -hmm. 
But also my hot my hot lion king lion king take not lion king take, oh my god <laughs> my hot lion king take is that lion king two is better than lion king one. Wow, that is a hot well, take. Wow. I mean, the music is so good. And Kovu is you know. Kovu's you know. way hotter than Simba. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much exactly. I'm glad you said it. Uh, I I I endorse that opinion. It can't be said for a lot of these. Disney sequels. I remember, you know, raising my eyebrow at uh, Little Mermaid two and other sequels like that. I but still, I, okay, listen, Little Mermaid two is bad, but I did watch Little Mermaid, Little Mermaid two on a loop. I would just watch them both back to back for like uh, probably like a six month period. Incredible. I do agree that Lion King two is very good though. Yeah, and honestly, Lion King one and a half, pretty good too. <laughs> I only ever watched that once, so couldn't Me say. Too. Couldn't speak to that. Wow. I'm disappointed in both of you. I liked it, <laughs> but it's fine. I guess I'm just more of a Lion King stan than both of you. Yeah. <laughs> you can have that title. I, I would oh, be man. fine with you taking that mantle. I, you know, I, I love the Lion King, but I, I would never argue about someone loving it more than me. I just think no, it's such a great movie. I really don't care about it either. I just think I thought it was fun. It's fine. Anyway, so now we get to, we see that Princess Caroline is her adult self and is back in her hometown right outside the big house where her mom used to work and the little house next door where she lived with her mom who, uh, as we said, Cutie Cutie Cupcake is voiced by David Sedaris, who is, of course, uh, Amy Sedaris' brother, right? Yes, and who I am obsessed with. You're obsessed with. <laughs> I love him so much. His books are very, very funny. He often appears on My Beloved This American Life, but his books are just so good, and I love him a lot, and I was very excited to hear him here. Yeah, I looked, I've now looked at his IMDb, and I, I don't, I don't know who this man is, so. Yeah, no, he's more known he's for more his books. He's more of a writer, I than, think. Yeah, he's he definitely What kinds of stuff he, does he write? Is he, like, short stories or essays? He does a lot of essays, does a ton of them, and, like, you'll often, like, I was aware of him way before Amy Sedaris, and then you'd hear in his books, all of a sudden I had this moment where he'd be like, my sister Amy, blah, 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 and I was like, oh, my God. It took me a long time to make that connection, but, yeah, he always just writes about his family, lots of siblings, very funny. Oh, I never knew this man existed until today. Yeah, he's coming to Vancouver soon. Oh, are you going to go see him? I want to, but it sold out. Well, maybe you can buy a ticket on um, StubHub. (laughs) <laughs> there you go <laughs> i was like what's it called for people scalp tape like it's been yeah. so long since i've been able to like buy a ticket to an event and i'm like wait where are exactly. you guys? <laughs> how do you go see things in how person so while she's sitting there she gets a call from bojack who is upset because he is expected to learn five pages of dialogue in one day and who is he young sheldon <laughs> yeah, tv's a visual medium i was shocked by this reference i like didn't i i guess young sheldon has been on the air like for, like i don't know like eight years at this point i guess that's a good point sam <laughs> i was just like that show was out back when this season yeah. aired true i did not think about yeah, that but to like me, that is shocking to me young sheldon and bojack horsemen don't live in the same universe (laughs) like they just don't so for it to have happened it's strange i guess young sheldon it seems started in 2017 is that on track for when this episode came out i mean it has to have been (laughs) they make a joke about it yeah because the episode came (laughs) out in 2018 i just like in my brain bojack horseman were still in like 2015 when this aired but like it was fully 2018 like yeah 
and then I forget that like the last episodes came out in 2020. So like it is a very, yeah. it is a very modern show, even though the 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 years since the final episodes aired have felt like four years. They were only <laughs> two years. And point. it feels, I feel like Bojack also just like it, you. These episodes could have come out like 15 years before they did as well, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just hard to keep track. But yeah, she's like trying to escape. She's trying to have like a weekend to finally have this life dream of hers to have this kid and but like i mean the running thing through the episode is that she keeps getting work calls even though she's like not there can't solve anybody's issues like she she's just but people like depend on her so much and like it's like obviously like these are like kind of her kids or whatever but she's like trying to actually have her own kid Mm-hmm. everything falls apart without her <laughs> Exactly, yeah. And we've heard, like, a bunch over the course of the series how, like, whenever anyone has a problem, Princess Carolyn is who they call because they know she can fix it. Mm -hmm. And so this episode is also one of the few times where we see her not fixing it because she's trying to have her life instead. But it still doesn't really pan out. Yeah, like, going back all the way to, like, Mr. Peanut Butter getting sprayed by the skunk. And that was, like, very early on. So that has not gone away, but people still depend on her so much. And she just... Yeah, really messes up her own life. Bojack is also mad about Mr. Peanut Butter being on the show because everyone likes him better than Bojack. <laughs> yeah. And Princess Carolyn's finally just like, I'm going to be back tomorrow. Can you just handle your shit until tomorrow? Yeah, that sounds like me. <laughs> she has to take some, uh, take care of some family stuff in Eden, North Carolina. Because mm. we, we've got a, a teen pregnancy that maybe she'll get to adopt. Yes. Yeah. Bojack had a lot of really good lines just in like the like. He, I felt like he only spoke like six times in this episode, but him talking about how he got a food cart from your favorite actor, but everybody thought it was peanut butter was making me laugh. And then also the the little joke where they're talking about how you're from North Carolina. Like, I, I don't even remember what they said, but that Princess Carolyn was like, I'm going to be from this conversation. Yeah. Uh, the, the limited Bojack was very good. Yes. Yeah. He says like, you're from there. It means you got out. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So... Very, very funny. So this pregnant teen is Sadie, voiced by Jamie Presley. Don't know who you that know? is. Lin- Lindsay, do you, do you know who that is? It, the funniest part is that I definitely looked up her IMDb and can't remember one single thing that I read. Because <laughs> I was like, I don't know this woman. I really liked the show My Name is Earl, and I'm not ashamed to admit that. So I do know her from that. I think mm-hmm. people love that show. I don't think you should be ashamed. Oh, do they? I thought people hated it. Oh, no. I th- I feel like I only ever hear positive reviews. I don't... I've never seen it, though. Oh. Well, I, I like it. It's pretty funny. She also is in Joe Dirt, I Love You, Man, Not Another Teen Movie, the TV series Mom. She was a oh, guest yes. on RuPaul's Drag Race? What? Yeah. My parents really like the show Mom, so I've, I think I've seen her on the TV here, but I have never is actually Mom watched that show. Is Mom the one about the, like... Yeah, it is. Mom is... Done with Alice and Janney. With, yeah, Alice and Janney and Anna Faris. I yeah. did watch the first episode of it a couple of months ago because, you know, I love Alice and Janney and Anna Faris like any God-fearing gay man would, but <laughs> I, it, is, it is very CBS sitcom in its way. But, I mean, it has a lot of similar themes to Bojack Horseman, obviously. It's about 
sobriety and alcoholism and going to Alcoholics Anonymous, I think, is ultimately where the show ends up. I saw a TikTok yes. where it really Super walked yeah, you through it. the different phases of the show. And, like, it, it starts out about Anna Ferris and then she eventually leaves. And it really just becomes, like, about Alice and Janney hanging out with other women and going to Alcoholics Anonymous meetings, which sounded it's, good. It's pretty funny, to be honest. Not a bad show at all. But I also, like, in general, I feel like, like, the CBS sitcoms a little bit more than the average person. Like, the unicorn was so funny. Actually, maybe it's because the good ones get canceled. The unicorn was so funny. And I'm mad at all of you who didn't watch it for not getting us a third season. Okay? Are you watching Young Sheldon? (laughs) No, I'm not watching (laughs) Young Sheldon. You said you love CBS sitcoms. Yeah, but not like that. I am going to start watching Ghosts this week, and I'm excited. It I've looks heard funny. it's really good. I've heard it's very it funny. funny. I lo- you know, I love Akarshan Budkar, so you know, I'm I'm here for him. I honestly, I'm I'm ready to watch that as well because it looked really funny from the ads that I've seen. Exactly, and um, I talked about during Survivor season. I was like, I'm watching the show, and then I never did, but I'm actually going to do it this time. <laughs> mm, well, we'll hold you to it. We'll we'll check in. So. Yeah, so Sadie is pregnant. She is 18. She has her whole life out of her, and she's looking for someone to adopt her baby. She has talked to several couples, but she liked the idea of someone who was from Eden, so mm-hmm. that's why she's meeting with Princess Carolyn. And I love she just orders curly fries. I, I love that so much. <laughs> love that energy. <laughs> yeah, I really liked this a lot when she's, like, describing what her life is like. And she's like, I know what you're thinking. I'm just, like, some girl who was so hopped up on hooch she forgot to make her boyfriend wear a condom. And, like, that's all true. <laughs> but, and then Princess Carolyn's using all of her skills to be like, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to help you guys have a wonderful child-free relationship forever. Yeah, especially the child-free part. And Sadie also, like, makes several jokes over the episode of, like, oh, well, I wish my boyfriend had done this instead, and that mm-hmm. that starts here. I didn't write any of them down, but it's it's funny as a recurring bit. Yeah, I wrote a couple of them down. I'll, I'll find them when we get there, I guess. Perfect. But, yeah, his name is Strib, a shirt for Dennis. Can we unpack that? Do, how does that make sense? <laughs> I think it doesn't. <laughs> okay. Got it. I also really like how she's asking Princess Carolyn about LA and she says, Ugh, there's probably a California pizza kitchen on every block, or do you just call it pizza kitchen there? Uh, and Princess Carolyn says, Yeah, we call it California pizza kitchen or CPK. She's like, Whoa, what? You don't have time? Like, what? Do you have to catch a bus? Like, you don't kind of say California pizza kitchen? Yeah. I think this is great because it's a really good joke, but it's also the first sort of crack in the foundation of this adoption hope of Princess Carolyn's. Like, Mm -hmm. it's Sadie's first impression as, like, you're really in that much of a rut. Like, I I thought you were from this area. Like, I thought you would be someone similar to me, but it seems like you've been, like, completely shifted by the city that you went to. You know, which is tough but like i don't think that princess carolyn regrets who she is i think that she much prefers to be from la than from this town but i i do love the california pizza kitchen line is just the first little like step in that direction for the plot line can you tell us as two canadians about california pizza kitchen because we don't have it here Ooh, I've, i think i've <laughs> been to one but i i i feel like i've generally been more about you know a smaller pizza restaurants as opposed to going to you know your pizza huts your uh dominoes more yeah, we of a... get it you live in new york we get it you didn't <laughs> hey, always okay but okay let me i was about to name drop some squirrel hill pittsburgh pennsylvania pizza places okay fine um 
you know, the ILOs, the Italian village pizzas of it all, rather than those bigger things. So I, I, I'm sure I've eaten that one California pizza kitchen, but I don't think that I have a strong enough, I'm not a doughboy on the matter. You know what I mean? <laughs> fine. I get it. It's, it's fine. I'm not going to um, lie about this review. I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't I know do what to tell you. The, the impression that I get is that people don't really eat at California Pizza Kitchen in general and that they're more well known for the frozen pizzas you can buy. But I don't know one single thing about this establishment. Yeah, I feel like either. Colin eats the, the oven pizzas that are like branded California Pizza Kitchen. Well, when Colin Stone eventually <laughs> appears on this podcast, and us Colin Stone guest truthers are out there. He has claimed an episode. He's claimed <laughs> oh. an episode. Okay. Uh, well, you hear that, truthers? We were right all along. You can, you can ask him about the California Pizza Kitchen yeah, conspiracy. I'll make, I'll make a note to ask him about that in a couple <laughs> weeks when we finally get to talk to him. So we also do notice, like, Princess Caroline is, like, trying to, at this point, play up her, like, North Carolina-ness to convince Sadie, like, talking about hush puppies and sausage and stuff like that. Mary has explained to me what a hush puppy is, like, a hundred times, but I really still don't. Is it, it's deep, deep fried corn bread? It's deep fried something for sure can't remember what's in it <laughs> I right think now. it's deep fried cornbread. Mary has told me about this several times. The <laughs> issue with hush puppies is that it has the exact same sound as a slush puppy, which, you know, oh, it's like... Oh, slush puppies are so good. Okay, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, see, like, and so when I see hush, when I think of hush puppy, I think of more of a liquid. Let's see. A hush puppy is a small, savory, deep fried round ball made from cornmeal-based butter. Hush puppies are frequently served as a side dish with seafood and other deep fried foods. When I was spending a lot of time in the South for work, we ate at this fried chicken restaurant a couple of times, and you may know I'm a vegetarian, and it, it was just slim pickings at the fried chicken restaurant, and so I would I had to get, like, fried, it was fried squash, and it was truly the most disgusting <laughs> meal I've ever eaten, and it, but it was, like, one of two vegetarian options at the place. Well, was it Okay. No, it was like really gross. I didn't finish it. I like, <laughs> it sounds like it was very bad. <laughs> fried squash? It's, it's it was so gross. Who would ever think of that? Yeah. Not... Well, because the thing with squash, especially, is like I feel like the only good part of it is like the part that gets crispy on top if you like bake it or roast it. We love a roasted vegetable around here. You, you don't want like the middle mushy part of the squash. I feel like that would just be mushy but deep fried. It was mush. That is accurate. <laughs> Yeah, is this also when she's like i'm you can always call me on my phone and then like that she immediately starts getting a phone call and tries to ignore it and then sadie's like i thought you always answered your phone no that's a little bit mm. yeah because she gets a call from diane in the restaurant first right and she's like diane you have to make him think it's a good idea like or his own idea and she's like i have to do that and she's like yeah that's a great idea you should do that <laughs> that made me laugh so much where she's like you really want me to just like frame it as if it's someone else's idea she's like great idea diane she's like you're right i'm gonna do it <laughs> yeah it's not the best so is this where Mr. Peanut Butter calls Princess Carolyn or is this where Diane calls? Well, so Diane had her call and basically she wants Princess Carolyn to 
approve this like better idea she has where she's like oh they're like talking about being dangerous because they're on motorcycles but then they don't actually do anything dangerous so i'm gonna she's gonna convince flip that it was his idea to have them do something dangerous on the motorcycles right yes because she's like i know i'm not supposed to do anything just be a woman but this show makes no sense and i'd like to make it better Mm -hmm. and then mr peanut butter also calls brings up the food truck thinking it's from his favorite star which i thought was quite funny Mm -hmm. (laughs) my favorite Um, star paid for a food truck (laughs) it's like when you put i think this happened in amelia bedelia where she was decorating the christmas tree and she put a mirror on top of the christmas tree because the instruction said to put a star up on the christmas tree and she didn't know what that meant and so she was like thinking of all the different things that she looked all the different stars she could put on there and so she ended up with a mirror because everyone is a star love it (laughs) i loved amelia bedelia (laughs) amelia bedelia is like a legend but i don't think everyone is a star I also feel like that Amelia Bedelia has come up disproportionately on this podcast. That maybe I'm misremembering <laughs> things, it? but I feel like, I feel like we maybe not. I think this is the first time. Maybe I'm thinking of something else then. But Anna Green Gables, maybe. <laughs> I love Amelia Bedelia. Me too. No, Sarah Plain and Tall is what comes up all the time. <laughs> Amelia all, Bedelia all is women. an anti-capitalist icon, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, she's bad at her job on purpose, and I respect that. <laughs> waste the man's time 2022 yes. exactly we love it like oh man if amelia bedelia was working from home during covid <laughs> <laughs> okay i i'm doing it again there was a this american life thing <laughs> where they did exactly that someone did like a imagining of what amelia bedelia would be like working from home and this was on like a couple weeks ago <laughs> listen that is, that's funny yeah <laughs> it is funny but i just I'm so upset that you know about this American life, but not about Elmo on TikTok, you know? Honestly, I'm okay with it. I'm happy with the balance I've struck. No, I'm not okay with it. I need to be doing more to show you what's going on on the internet. (laughs) But yeah, so Mr. Peanut Butter is concerned about making things weird because his ex-wife does work in the writer's room on this show, but he... Does he have to follow the script word by word? Can he change things? Can he just say what he wants? Like, what's, what's the situation here? Can he have fun with it? (laughs) <laughs> i do like as he's going through this he's also just like going around making everyone's lives better where someone's like trying to fix a tangled up cord and he just like walks by and it untangles itself and he like picks up a light that fell over and someone trips and he like catches all the food before it falls it's just like no wonder he's their favorite i mean yeah everything gets better around him like obviously mm-hmm. it it would right yeah i mean as long as you're not sleeping with him Mr. Peanut Butter <laughs> is a great dude. Like he's yeah. he's nice to literally everybody and gives everybody what they want every all of the time. He's super rich and just wants to help people out. Yeah. It's the it's when you marry him or date him that really the issues start rising. Which is why he's not still not a good dude. <laughs> sure, but for the record, I you know he he would never marry me so. <laughs> oh my god sam said i wouldn't be impacted so i don't have to care <laughs> oh no. i apologize that it was that was a fucked up take of mine yeah that was like honestly you might be canceled now sam <laughs> no but so the he has a fun conversation with princess Caroline about flipping the script and she's like no don't flip flip script and he's like so that was two flips, so I should flip it. And she's, she's like, no, do not do it. And he's like, I don't want to flip the script. 
to two double flip. Two plus two is six. Because it's a third <laughs> two that nobody talks about. More TikTok stuff, Lindsay. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Lindsay. Lindsay's going to stop being friends with us. It's it's fine. It's, fu- it's not fine. Keeps me young. <laughs> oh, you two. <laughs> you keep me young. <laughs> this old Lindsay's broad. not a regular otherwise mom. She's a cool Otherwise, mom. you'll turn cool into mom. a spunky old woman. That's right. A spunky old broad. Right. Oh, man. You got to be a spunky old broad. You just Shane Powers be. called me a broad. What? Yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah, he sure did. In what <laughs> that was context? weird. He did a Talking with T-Bird, and Lindsay was on the um, Top 40 podcast about his season. <laughs> the Panama one. <laughs> he was like, what do those broads know about my season? <laughs> that's very weird and that was what didn't get cut out yeah <laughs> Rob was like honestly Lindsay there was so much more <laughs> yeah he's like what am I not allowed to call girls broads now he's like Rob are you telling me you wouldn't call them that and Rob's like I wouldn't <laughs> yeah I was like no I, I can't say I would <laughs> what an interesting I'll call you a broad Lindsay yeah I, I, I'm okay with it we're reclaiming the term <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Sadie has to leave their lunch because she has to get ready to go to the flea market tomorrow because she has a business where she buys clothes, then bedazzles them, and then sells them, which honestly could be a super 2022 (laughs) career path. Good business model. (laughs) Sell it on Poshmark. You can make a good killing. Flea markets are all the rage. I, I love a good flea market. We may have missed the pre- the peak time for a flea market, though, since I feel like right after, what's it called, Marie Kondo came out. I feel like that was the time we really should have jumped on to going to flea markets since everybody would be getting rid of everything. I do think that's a good point, but I have seen a lot of TikToks from, like, thrifting accounts that because so many people are dying of COVID, there's, like, a lot of really good, like, housewares at the thrift stores <laughs> right now. Like, full Pyrex sets and, like really great vintage clothes and stuff yeah i did go to an incredible estate sale around the corner from my house a couple weeks ago didn't get anything but there was just like seemingly a thousand piece china set going so you know there's there's stuff all around you if if your eyes are up you you didn't want the thousand piece china set well it was already taken oh of course (laughs) a shame truly damn shame (laughs) So we also, we get another flashback here. So Princess Carolyn is in the restaurant. She sees someone scrubbing the floor and it flashes her back to being a kid, scrubbing the floor and doing work for her mother, covering for her because she was drunk a lot. And this is where she has kind of a flirty interaction with the son of the the family, Cooper Wallace Jr., David Diggs, I believe. No, so David Diggs plays the dad. Dad. Mm. Brian Tyree Henry plays the son. You would know him. He does a voice in the Spider Into the Spider Verse. He was in If Beale Street Could Talk. I've never heard of either of these, but was also in Widows and Hotel Artemis. He's in the TV show Atlanta, which is Mm. probably like the most famous credit. But also did appear in an episode of Law and Order. So we've got that Law and Order to Bojack pipeline is still here. It's really important that we have that every time. It's important. But I think probably if Beale Street could talk actually is like the, like that's a very famous movie. And then Atlanta (laughs) is a popular show. Have you never heard of it, Lindsay? No, I don't know anything this week. I've never seen it, but I know it was a big deal. Yeah, I got nothing. I've I've never seen it, but I know of it. 
I know of him from Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. So, yeah. Well, I know, <laughs> I definitely know Into the Spider-Verse, but I'm trying. I'm looking up who this character is. He, plays, he plays Jefferson Davis. He is the father of Miles Morales. Okay. Oh, yeah. there you go. We know him. Yeah. I guess I would, and I kind of, I thought that that would be who it is, but when they didn't have the same last name, I was thrown off. Yeah. And I don't know enough about Marvel lore. Oh my god, I, okay, I literally just recorded a different podcast. I was asked about Marvel lore on it. I was like, I don't know all the answers to these kinds of things. Well, um, what did they ask you about? It was, a, it was a very strange question about X-Men, and I was just like... Oh, I, don't know. I couldn't help you with that. Scally could help you with X Men. He knows. Usually, I would that. know, but the it was literally like Sam. Who's the opposite of Rogue from X Men? I'm like, that doesn't <laughs> mean anything. <laughs> what? I'm gonna text so, that question to Brian Scally right now and see what he has to say. Okay. Please do. Yeah. And it was, you know, we don't have to relitigate a podcast. I literally just did. <laughs> listen to Bitter Drawers Pod if you want to hear more about that discussion. It's on the episode we just did about uh, Legend of Korra, Book Two, Chapter Five, with Gabby Pascuzzi from Survivor Dude, David versus oh. Goliath. But <laughs> let's get back to Bojack. Yes, I'll 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 let you know if Scally responds to Keep that. Keep me message. appraised. So we find out that Cooper Jr. He is just sitting and waiting to be made first string quarterback on the football team, but he is mad that he's not first string. He's just keeping his head down, being patient, and Princess Carolyn tells him that he needs to go for what he wants, talk to the coach, and don't leave until you get that yes, which Mm -hmm. spurs her to run out after Sadie and be like, I want to spend more time with you and get to know you and show you how much this baby means to me. Yeah. Yeah, I love this. This is like, it's just like, it's not foreshadowing because we know that Princess Carolyn becomes an agent and manager, but it's like this is where it all started, really. Like, it feels like this is her first act as an agent helping this guy, like, do what he needs to do to, like, further his career. Totally, right? Like, this whole thing about, like, you don't need to be good enough. You just need to convince him that you're good enough. That's, like, what she's all about, right? <laughs> it's like, she's so good at doing this kind of thing. Yeah, like, it just naturally comes to her, even with the way that she covers for her mom at work. Mm-hmm. Like, she's just, like, a big solutions person, like, keeping things moving, and that's... It's nice to see that she's kind of always been like that. She's just been fixing things for people since, like, birth, basically, which is yeah, tough, basically. but it, it's good to see, like, this is... It's, I love this moment because it shows us her first foray into the world where she'll exist as we know her Mm -hmm. exactly yeah we also get she gets another call in the the present time from todd asking about filbert because the show is way over budget people are asking questions flip wants to do some sort of motorcycle stunt and todd's like i normally like questions like they're good for pondering but in the corporate (laughs) world like who really makes you think is not an answer that people are looking for you have to actually answer them (laughs) so funny i laughed so hard when he was like yeah they don't even who really makes you think Uh, maybe scally will send that back about the x-men question (laughs) um i don't think so because i don't think he's watching bojack week to week with us And even if he were, we're so far ahead of schedule that (laughs) he wouldn't be on this episode. Yeah, it's it's not quite it's not quite right. So, well, maybe one day we'll know. Maybe one day we this this is where it also goes to a flashback where Princess Caroline comes back home and her mom has found her like college application pamphlet things and is very upset with her for applying to college. Like, 
how dare you think that you can get away from here like this you're you're never gonna go to college like how would you pay for it anyways really not not believing in her child mm-hmm. yeah and i think this is where she starts first talking about like everybody who's born has a lottery number and like this is you we're losers or whatever when we'll never be anything better than this so just get used to this life because this is what it's gonna be for the rest of your life yeah sad most people don't realize they have unlucky numbers yikes it's it's also sad because it's like well if that's how you live your life then that's just going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy right Mm -hmm. yeah i did enjoy within this the little joke of like i applied to ucla no you will not see la (laughs) (laughs) i mean and she did see la she did yeah when when that when that joke happened i thought it was going to go into more of that similar line of jokes about other schools she had applied to but then they just moved on yeah (laughs) they probably could only think of that one Mm -hmm. (laughs) they were like this would be funny but we can only think of ucla yeah (laughs) we also get so princess carolyn she needs to she gets her flight rearranged also and Stuart like needs her to find the confirmation (laughs) number because he's the worst assistant of all time yeah he needs her to do literally every single thing she's like click the button Yes. Here's my. I'll send you a picture of my credit card. Okay. Good. Click confirm. Great. Thanks. What would I do without you? <laughs> so, like, she doesn't even need an assistant if that mm-hmm. assistant is Stuart. He's trash. Well, it's just. I mean, it's just another person she's doing everything for, even though this guy's job is to do things for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He's the the worst assistant. Yeah, there is a good moment there, too, with Sadie where all this is happening and she's like, oh, like, I just want to let you know that, like, I don't want me or my baby to get in the way of your career. And you can tell that she's, like, really hit by that. Yeah, it doesn't Mm -hmm. feel good. Yeah. She also, as she's coming up to the flea market, this is where she gets the call from Bojack where he has fired his stunt double because Mr. Peanut Butter does all of his own stunts. So Bojack said he would do his own stunts, but now they have to do a stunt and he is afraid to do it because he is a coward and not in good physical shape. But he was really mean when he fired his stunt double, so he needs Princess Carolyn to take care of it and get him back on board. Yes. Need you to intervene and forbid me from doing my own stunts because it would require me to be in good physical shape, which you both know I am not. He was in like okay shape at one point. Yeah, <laughs> very beginning of like season two. Yeah, but it didn't. It did not stay. No. At the flea market, Sadie also like makes a comment of how oh, adopting is such a good idea. Like, get someone else to do all the work because you do not want to be pregnant, which is like <laughs> such a horrible thing to say to someone who's trying to adopt a baby. Mm-hmm. Because like a lot of them, I would say most of them, actually really wish that they were pregnant. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she certainly does. Especially Princess Carolyn. Mm-hmm. Um, Every part of this episode just makes me feel for Princess Carolyn. And just like, she was already such a sympathetic character. And then this episode is just like scene by scene, making you fall in love with her all over again. And just like really feeling for her throughout the entire mm-hmm. episode. Start to finish. And just like every line basically makes you just want to give her a hug. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would grab Princess Carolyn and just and just squeeze. <laughs> yeah. We also get a flashback, so she was able to get Cooper, like, what she said convinced him, and he was able to get first-string quarterback. They start dating, hooking up, whatever. I don't really know the whole situation there, but she gets pregnant as a, a teenager. Yeah, and she's, like, devastated, just, like, sobbing, and then her mom's like, yeah, no, like, this is going to be fine. They're going to take care of you. 
you're the good kind of stuck yeah he, he she's like that that boy is stuck with you now good stuck like you're gonna get married you're not gonna have to worry about anything like this is them pulling our numbers like we're winning now yeah and this is where she gives her the necklace that featured in ruthie where she's like i got it from my mom and i got pregnant with you and it comes from the old country oh yeah jc penny <laughs> it's a really good flip also just from the previous conversation they had where princess yeah. carolyn was like excited about something like excited about I mean, because in that previous conversation, they had just started, like, flirting or whatever. And, like, her mom was like, just stay in line or whatever. Like, this is nothing to you. Like, you'll, you, they'll, they'll never see you as anything, blah, blah, blah. And now they've flipped and, like, Princess Carolyn, who we know now would, like, be delighted to find out she's pregnant, is, like, so upset by it. But Mm -hmm. her mom is like, this is an amazing thing, like you're going to be taking care of you'll live in their house for like the rest of like until you grow up like you'll get married like they're not going to let you out of their grasp basically and you'll have their whole life out of you and it's just like terrible i don't know and she like she's like going with it for a bit or like she's going with it in general because ultimately the only thing that stops it is that she has her first miscarriage but yeah it's just like such an interesting and tragic thing to think about since in the future she would want this but back mm-hmm. then she like hated it. It's yeah. yeah. It's so it's like very, very beautifully done. Yep. So when she's helping at the flea market as well, she shows Sadie how to sell and basically goes up to someone a flea who has tried <laughs> on a jacket and is like, You can't buy that. I saw it first, it's the best thing here, and convinces him to buy it. Make your like yourself and flee. And and Princess Carolyn says, you can sell anyone anything as long as you convince them that you're not selling them anything. Yeah, and Sadie's like, that's so manipulative. And she's like, no, nonsense. Like, of course, your stuff sells itself. It makes sense that she wouldn't vibe with someone who's from here when she, like, did everything she could to get out of there, right? <laughs> yeah, as soon as possible. But Sadie invites her to a church potluck. So she does go, and everyone is just eating ambrosia because everybody brought ambrosia. And I'll admit, I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. I've definitely heard of it in relation to like things that people eat in the South. But I did also have here, this is one of the ones I had written down where Princess Carolyn's like, God is my backdoor pilot. And that's where she's like, oh, I wish Strib was a backdoor pilot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, because then maybe I wouldn't be pregnant. You know, yep. anal sex. <laughs> like, yeah, I got it. She got it. <laughs> I have had ambrosia. A, a former roommate of mine grew up eating it for like i think it was like a new year's thing and it's basically as far as i remember like it's some fruit and then a bunch of like whipped cream or in like just creamy stuff it's just like it's it's like oranges and stuff in just a huge yeah. bowl of cream it says <laughs> on my baking addiction it says ambrosia salad is a creamy fruit salad loaded with pineapple mandarin oranges coconut and miniature fruit flavored marshmallows so it's all of those <laughs> things just like in whipped cream it looks like yeah and it's not bad it's it, it, it's just a very specific food <laughs> i you know i i i liked the spoonful or two i would have but i what really wasn't for me to have a whole bowl of and every single person brought it, yeah. So yeah, the it looks like the, oh, it looks like, yeah, there's whipped cream, but there's also yogurt as well. It's very not for me. Yeah, a lot of gloopy things in there. It looks gloopy as hell. <laughs> and this is where, like, being at the church, like, kind of brings back another flashback, and it's where Cooper Jr. takes her in to see his dad, 
Cooper Sr. to talk about what's going to happen. And first he goes, when my idiot son told me he knocked up the help, and he's like, no, 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 let me start this over again. And he says that they're going to do the right thing. Um, They'll have a lovely wedding before you give birth. I know you're scared, but you have a good life ahead of you. And then we find out that this family is rich because they are an answering machine tape empire is what they have. So he says, as long as people need answering machine tapes, you will be taken care of. Like, does that sound good? And she's like, yeah, sounds good. Yeah, they talk all about how, like, they're going to have a Christmas card and she'll have a certain number of kids and stuff. But it makes sense now at the beginning of the episode why the house is all run down because they were, that's their empire. Like, they obviously lost all money. True. I didn't think about that. (laughs) So Scally did reply. He said, I don't know. Do we mean literally who loses their powers if someone touches them or, like, who is cheerful? Or I said, however you understand it to be. So we'll see. (laughs) It's a very confusing thing to ask someone. Yeah, it's tough. That's a tough question. Yeah, and he does go on about how they go to Hilton. They'll go to Hilton Head every summer, and they'll take a picture, and it'll say like "Merry, Merry" or "Holiday Greetings," so as not to offend like people from other denominations. But they'll know it's a Christmas card. <laughs> yes, and he talks about like the babies' names and stuff, and he's like, if it's a boy, you'll name him Cooper the Third, or Trip, or Trey, or a little Coop. Yeah. And as we said, Cooper Thomas Rogers Wallace Sr. is voiced by Debbie Diggs, of course, who is, I know him best from being the Marquis de Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson in Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Same. But he's done a lot of stuff. Oh, he was on Blackish for a while. Actually, one of a- his lines has been the intrusive thought of the week for me. Ooh, which <laughs> one? What, what is it? It's, um, oh, it's actually about him. It's uh, constantly confusing, confounding the British henchmen. Everybody can yes. the poor Americans. That part has just been literally on a loop in my mind from the moment I wake up till the moment I go to sleep all week. At- don't think I've listened to the Hamilton soundtrack in at least four years, but it's just launched <laughs> right on in there. I watched Hamilton on Saturday night, and now, you know what? He can't help it. He's just confusing, confounding the, <laughs> the British. <laughs> the I can't remember the lyric now. We love. I also think he's the best one in the whole show. I don't think that's a hot take either. You'll also see this guy as Sebastian when you watch your next version of The Little Mermaid, Kirsten. Listen, I don't know. He's (laughs) Sebastian? Apparently. Uh, Yeah, it's in post-production right now. Yeah. Wow. He would do a great version of Under the Sea. Yeah, Yeah, I can't wait. I'm ready. I'm ready to listen. Put it it in my top songs of 2023 on Spotify. I'm ready. (laughs) Have either of you heard of a show called Snowpiercer? No. Yeah. (laughs) I was just looking at that. That is, I mean, that is a series based off of the movie Snowpiercer starring Chris Evans that was done by Bong Joon-ho, who was the guy who created Parasite. I've never heard of the Snowpiercer movie either, but I have heard of that director. So look at that. The connections. (laughs) The connections. These these actors are really acting in other things. Yeah. (laughs) They are doing other things. And I mean, I feel like Davy Diggs is like, a very famous voice to be on BoJack. Definitely. I mean, and this was like, when did we say this episode came out? Like 2017 or whatever? 2018. Yeah, I mean, of course it was like a year or two after Hamilton really peaked, but I mean, this was very much in David Diggs' like heyday. I feel like the Hamilton cast was just literally everywhere for years at a time. Mm -hmm. And so, it's yeah, good voice. 
Yeah, good voice. He did a great job. I really thought, like, watching this episode for the first time, I really thought that she was going to walk in and they were going to be like, listen, we'll pay for you to have an abortion. That's honestly how I remembered it, was that she had had an abortion and that she was, like, looking back on it being like, and now I can't get pregnant or something. Like, I definitely had that in there in my mind and had completely forgotten that this ended with her losing the pregnancy. It's just so hard. Do you think um, that that would be more tragic than this being her first mis- miscarriage, though? Like, what do we think? So the thing is, is obviously both situations are tragic because they end in a situation where she, like, is unable to have a baby and she wants to. I'm not sure, like, I I personally have never had an abortion so I or a miscarriage, so I just really don't know how to put myself in that frame of mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think that it... I think it makes more narrative sense to have it be a miscarriage, I guess, just because that's what she's dealing with currently. And it's like now we know that it's really been affecting her like her whole life. Uh, But I also think it is just for her story wise. I, I feel like maybe she might think of this miscarriage as something that like she's in a a twisted way thankful for because it like allowed her to escape Mm -hmm. this life that had been all set out for her and she would have had no way of doing that if she hadn't lost the baby well yeah and that's how i feel too where i think like having it be like princess carolyn someone who deals with pregnancy loss all the time and like that's something that she has been struggling with forever i think is a much more sort of compelling narrative to me than where i think it's a bit of a tired trope to be like she had an abortion and she regrets it forever like i think that's something that's been done and it's tired and it's judgmental and like i think for a lot of people it's like yeah it just wasn't the right time and so i decided I was gonna have an abortion and that's great and like I think Princess Carolyn's someone who would be able to think about it that way and be like I was able to get away from that and create a life that I really like and and yeah I wish I could have a baby but like it wasn't the right time back then but -hmm. like I think it's way more compelling and nuanced to think about that like she could have gone in one direction and she went in another one and it wasn't a choice for her it was just this is how her life played out on a more meta level they've you know done an abortion episode before like they've had they've had this sort of like plot happen well and especially too with the way that princess carolyn was written into the abortion episode it wouldn't really make sense with someone who had had an abortion before Mm -hmm. just like the vibe that she had we come back from that into present time and this is where there's been an accident on set bojack fell off a building he's very hurt and she's getting yelled at why did you let him do his own stunts Mm mm-hmm I do like that we get Bojack with the second Carrie Strug reference here, where he's like, I'll update my references when someone like Carrie Strug comes along again. And then here he's like, I'm in so much pain. I'm just like Carrie Strug. Listen, I did not know who this is. Yeah, this was lost on me. <laughs> and now I've looked about. up Carrie Strug and she's I've learned that she's an American gymnast. gymnast. Yeah. Yeah, she's the gymnast who they basically she was like oh I like messed up my ankle and they were like I'm sorry you simply must compete again and then she like competed on a broken ankle and then had to have surgery and be like carried out of there but she landed on her feet and like won the gold for America and it was like yeah, see she you was simply carried have to, to hurt the podium yourself. by her coach yeah and then she had to have like surgery on her leg but she was viewed very much as like you know you have to sacrifice yourself for the sport and she was featured a lot in athlete day 
I just want to say, Lindsay, it's so weird that you remember the 1996 Olympics so well, but you don't know what's going on right now. Once again, she was featured a lot in Athlete A. I don't know what that is. That was the movie, the documentary that was done about the Uh, gymnastic sexual abuse scandal with Larry Nassar. It's on Netflix. It's very good. Hmm. Will I watch a documentary? I dare dare say that I think it's more important that I be in the know about that than about Elmo. But anyone (laughs) guess. I mean, about, sure, about (laughs) the sexual assault, but not Carrie, whatever her name is. And I stand by that. Like, if the three things are in the level of importance, I think Elmo's in the middle. (laughs) So Todd also is mad because they're already over behind schedule and over budget. And Princess Carolyn's like, I'll get him set up with a specialist. We'll get him fixed up. We'll get everything back up and running. Yeah, pretty much. And that was where we also get the moment from Todd where he's like, oh, my God, like I told you this is happening today. I put it on your sticky note or whatever. What day is it right now? Dot net. I wish is what day is it right now? Dot net a real thing. I checked and I got like a weird like, do you sure you want to proceed? It's a site can't be reached. Yeah. Check if there is a typo. No, it's not. Okay. Well, I guess it makes sense that they're only paying for one website in perpetuity. That's fine. So back at the at the church potluck, Princess Carolyn hangs up on Todd and Strib is here because he is asking Sadie to keep the baby and he could he could marry her. He loves her or whatever. Or whatever. <laughs> Just brutal. Absolutely brutal. Um, and Strub is voiced by, of course, this, the same person sorry, who yeah. did Cooper Jr. So we don't need mm-hmm. to go into that again. But like all the people around are like, it's a grand gesture. This is a fairy tale. And then Princess Carolyn's trying to get her attention, but no days. Well, there's also people being like, no, don't do it. Don't listen to her. Like she lives on a boat. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. A dry docked boat, I believe. And they're like, well, you'll regret it when the flood comes. That was that was wonderful. And this is where it flashes back again for Princess Carolyn. And this is where we find out that she had her miscarriage. Um, Her mom says that she blew it, that miscarriages don't just happen and that this was their ticket to change everything. Yeah, Yeah, this is devastating. It's so so hard to watch. Her mom is truly so terrible to her in every single scene that we see her in. And this scene is no different. Just like. Like, when she first started dating the little the son, like, she was so against it. And, like, as soon as it turned into something that could be good for her, she was for it or whatever. Oh, my God. Yeah. Princess Carolyn yeah. sobbing and being like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like, this is awful. Well, and this, again, it, fl- it goes back to when she had the miscarriage that we've seen on BoJack already, when the albino gyno rhino is like, well, here's some reasons for maybe why this could have happened. And it's just like... It's such a horrible, like, reflection. Like, people just being... Ab- like, Princess Carolyn has had several miscarriages, and you get the impression that no one has been supportive or kind to her in those moments. hmm Yeah, for sure. We don't... We do not like... She also is like, well, maybe Cooper will marry me anyways... And her mom is like, absolutely not. And then kind of flips a little bit and is like, listen, I wasn't going to show you this, but you did get into UCLA. Like, you don't want this life and now you're free to go have the life you do want. Yeah. So that's nice. I mean, I'm surprised that her mom did that at all. I I get that they need to wrap this up in like a 25 minute episode, but out of character, I would say for her to show her that. I think it kind of fits just with like how... Like, she was being so horrible 
before and then she'll like give princess carolyn like a little like crumb of what the kind of affection she needs and then she goes back to being horrible and i think that it was just like in this one moment this was like the one crumb that she had that could make her stop crying and she was like oh i want her to stop crying mm-hmm. yeah and maybe she's like I, I don't know probably not actively thinking of this but in the back of her mind like it allows her to set up this test at the end of the episode to be like will you just stay like i know you could go but you could defer for a year like that sort of i don't know just like mm-hmm. uh, one final trying to just like have a claw in her yeah like a big like mind fuck for sure totally Back in present day, Princess Carolyn gets a call from Diane, who's feeling really bad about the stunt going wrong, and Princess Carolyn is like, no, it was Flip's idea. It was, Remember, it was Flip's idea. It's not your fault. It is Flip's fault. <laughs> and she's like, how funny. are you not getting this? Do you only seem smart because you wear glasses? Because Diane's like, no, it was my idea. <laughs> it's like, stop saying that. Yeah, why don't It's not you get your this? idea. <laughs> and this is, this is where Sadie and Princess Carolyn have a really tense conversation where Sadie is like, I've seen you selling bullshit to everyone on the phone all day. And you're just trying to do the same thing to me. Like, like basically this is really messed up. And princess Carolyn says, I want to give your baby a better life. And Sadie's like, what better than what? Like a sky full of stars. Like what, what could you do better Mm -hmm. than what I could do here? Her delivery on Sky Full of Stars really, like, struck me. It was just, like, so well done. Where she's like, you can't see the stars in L.A. Like, are you, is what you're offering really going to be better? Like, I thought that was so good. Yeah. This mm-hmm. episode's great. All just about mo- various mothers and different... It's weird that we don't mm-hmm. see really that much of the rich family's mom. I feel yeah. like that would have made a lot of sense to have her in, more in the episode. But I, I, I think that especially just, like... In this final confrontation with Sadie, where she says, I've watched you manipulate everybody on that phone all day. And I feel like, especially since we just talked about it, like, all we know about Princess Carolyn's mom is that she manipulated Princess Carolyn, like, all the time. And so it's... it it's a tough parallel to make where she's, like, she's becoming more like her mother, but she also, like, doesn't have a kid still, even though she's, like, become, like, this she has these negative qualities of what she remembers about her mom but still doesn't have the thing that she really wants yeah that's very insightful as Mm -hmm. well yeah that's Um, so good especially too because like princess carolyn again as you've said several times like is seen as being a mother to everyone too Mm -hmm. wow this is why we bring Sam Stanish on the Yeah. <laughs> oh, guys, please. So at, at Princess Carolyn then does take this moment to give Sadie a bit of a, a classic Princess Carolyn pep talk, telling her to just do what she wants. Don't do it for Strip or for anybody else. And she's like, yeah, I know that, obviously. But she does not give her baby to Princess Carolyn, which I think we all saw coming. Yeah, yeah, it's brutal. She gets that phone call from that terrible adoption person, and she's like, this is the hardest part of my job, when I have to lie and say this isn't your fault. She's really not suited to that job. Very much not. I miss Whoopi voicing the nice one. Yeah, true. (laughs) That was way better. This is also another parallel, just to Princess Carolyn's mom saying, like, the miscarriage was her fault, and in this moment, Princess Carolyn has lost a baby, and, like, this woman is telling her that it's her fault. True. It's so... Ugh, why can't people just be nice to Princess Carolyn? Like, I, I don't ask for a lot, you know? <laughs> 
we find out Bojack is happy that he was injured because now he's everyone's favorite because they're being nice to him because he's injured. But the final scene is Princess Carolyn leaving for college, ready to get on the plane. And as Sam alluded to before, her mom suggests deferring for just one year to stay with her mom. It's just a year. You'll hardly notice it. Princess Carolyn is like, nope, mom, I've got to go. And her mom pulls the line, can't you do this one thing for me? Brutal. Absolutely brutal. As if Princess Carolyn hasn't like kept her employed forever. Mm-hmm. It has just done everything for everyone forever. And she's just like, yeah, no, I'm not doing this. And it's like this one moment where she's doing something for herself. Every and sibling is- went to go live in Raleigh with their dad. Mm-hmm. Except yeah. for her. Like, yeah. the audacity of this woman. And this mm-hmm. is literally her mom. You would imagine that her mom should be taking care of her that she would should be so happy that she's like going to achieve her dreams she's just like focused on what she can get out of her yeah incidentally the actual Sedaris family everybody's in Raleigh except for Amy presumably ooh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. know that from um, the books so <laughs> Princess Carolyn says I'm sorry mom and leaves and gets on the plane and then when the plane takes off it looks like it is headed towards the sun like Amelia yeah. Earhart that's the episode (sighs) yeah so good it's so good i feel like i did like i enjoyed watching it but until we really talked about it i didn't even realize like how good it was yeah no it was so good i loved this episode i'm so glad i was able to come on for it very surprised there were limited episodes for me to pick from when i when i got the list so i was happy to see that it was still there Yes, Sam texted me and said, that, that that episode's available? Is that the Princess Carolyn backstory episode? Like, let me lock it in. Lindsay, do we get any questions about this one? Yeah, we have a lot of stuff. <laughs> Stefan wrote in and said, thank God for the talk show squawk. Without that, no one would know not to choke women. Does Bojack the show glamorize or normalize bad things? It's hard. That's a very tough conversation. Wait, but that's to not even the two, those are, that's not even the two options. It's like, I mean, they're, it doesn't glamorize or normalize bad things. Okay, but does it all? It could also be like showing that bad things are bad, which I think that Bojack Horseman does a lot. You know what? It's from the last week when it was like Ellen normalizes gay people, yeah. but twenty four glamorizes torture. It's, I mean, I th- I think that if anything, Bojack at first maybe seemed like is it going to normalize like men behaving badly but the problem with that is that that is also just like kind of a normal part of society in general for a lot of people so it's it's hard to say from that perspective but I think that the show does a good job of like you're not rooting for Bojack when he's doing bad things in general so I I don't think it's normalizing his behavior if anything it's trying to make sense of why people don't always call out bad behavior does that make sense i think so yeah no i think so and especially like last week's episode of like i think it just forces you to think about it like instead of just being like why do we constantly keep forgiving these people like maybe we should actually take a minute think about it speak out about it perhaps just give them a forgivey (laughs) it provides like a three-dimensional semi-realistic view of bad things yeah Lauren wrote in and said, I don't have an iPhone, so I can't leave you a review on Apple Podcasts. Please accept this email instead. I've left a five-star rating on Spotify, though. I don't know how to check that, though. Thank you. Yeah, I looked, and we have um, several five-star ratings. But I don't think you actually can, like, leave reviews. Right. Okay. 
She says, BoJack is such a layered show. I really appreciate you taking the time to unpack it. Much like the animal jokes help us with the tough storylines in BoJack, the tangents in your podcast provide the light relief among some very important conversations. Also, thank you for being so open about your mental health. I know it's impossible not to think about these things when you're watching this show. Thank, thank you, Lauren. You. Elise said, finally saying hello. I just started listening this past fall. As an illustration major, you guys really helped me sit down for five hours straight to finish projects, which is very funny since one time I was doing just that and binging five hours straight. And then you made the comment of, oh, dear God, I hope someone isn't listening to five hours straight of us. Because <laughs> I think about the, uh, the rock opera. <laughs> she said, uh, you guys are so casual. I love it. It helps make me feel less lonely. Have a lovely day. Yeah. And then Erica said. Oh, my God, Erica. Yeah, literally, she signed off. Erica, not Mr. Peanut Butter's friend, Erica. She said, I don't know if you've already recorded Mr. Peanut Butter's booze, which we haven't, but I think we can talk about this now because we've talked about Mr. Peanut Butter and his relationships. Although I love Mr. Peanut Butter, by this point, I kind of cringe at him dating pickles, considering his three divorces and what we've seen of those relationships. His sweet puppy love infatuation with all his girlfriends initially makes him seem very sweet, but he is selfish, immature, and never actually listens to his girlfriends or considers what they want. So, yeah. Yeah. I feel like we've said a lot about Mr. Peanut Butter and his relationships yeah. the last couple of weeks. Yes. And then finally, this is the last one. Shani says, how does Kirsten stay awake without coffee? It's a struggle, but I'm I'm getting through. <laughs> I'm getting through. Um, I've had like a couple of green teas this year, but largely caffeine free. And Good we love you. it. And I know yeah. uh, Sam is trying to be having caffeine only when he's tired right now. Yeah. So. I'm on a listen to my body journey right now. It, it is tough. It, like I, I mean, I've, I, I, I'm very open about the fact that I, you know, I, you know, I relate to Bojack Horseman for a lot of reasons. Substance issues, not, not the only one, but I just like feel like it's very. I just feel like I constantly just like fill up on caffeine all the time, and so really trying to cut back, sort of actually only drink co- like I sometimes I would drink like. A full quart of iced coffee, and then go get a like a large Dunkin' Donuts thing. So that's so much caffeine, and so mm-hmm. now I'm trying to do like one cup of coffee, and I actually don't have any coffee tomorrow at all. For tomorrow at all, I'm just gonna try to do an Earl Grey day. See how that pans out for Ooh. me. God, you guys are so disciplined. Best of luck to you in this journey, but yeah, I think uh, ca- like caffeine, like you can kick it and then get back into it and kick it again. It's like it's fine. <laughs> I believe in you, Sam. We got some tweets. We got we got some tweets. Actually, one was from Sam Stanish, reminding us that lube can be very expensive. <laughs> it can. That really made me laugh. <laughs> well, yeah, but I think that's why you buy it in like a five ounce and not in a barrel. What size? I have a pretty low. I have an. I have a sixteen <laughs> ounce here with me right now. <laughs> and I think that's a normal quantity to buy it in. It's not a barrel. Like you're yeah. like I have a barrel right here. Yeah, he was like, I have three thousand whatever nine hundred and twenty three ounces right here. <laughs> All I was saying though was that you guys were basing it off of something that costs like five dollars or something, and I just feel like there are expensive brands and versions of lube that aren't the simple water-based astroglide as something of a lube connoisseur myself i mean i'm i'm open to that but i still think that no matter how you slice it, i don't think there's any that costs the amount per ounce to make it a hundred thousand dollars yes that makes sense to me but i mean it is older and i was wondering if it was sort of something like axle tolls or however you pronounce the that like mm. do they like emit some kind of 
Do axolotls produce lubricant? Do. Um, the first thing is, why is there white stuff in my axolotl tank? But it's probably a fungus. It seems like they might be slimy if they get stressed. So this grandma was really stressed. Yeah, they (laughs) diffuse a film of mucus when they're ill, but I don't think that's the same. No, that doesn't really sound very sexy. Yeah, grandma would be sexily spinning in her grave if she heard us talking like this. I also missed the question from Shani. Sorry, she said, please, it's not a question. Please do a Pretty Little Liars podcast. Sorry, that wasn't actually a question. Oh, my God. How many? <laughs> there's only so many hours in a day. I'm trying yeah. to stay alive here. Yeah, Kirsten's already on, like, her fourth one. <laughs> Some really famous YouTuber just did a three-part series that are all two hours long about recapping Pretty Little Liars that I really want to watch. Haven't sat down to start yet, but a friend of mine has been praising them, so I'm excited to give it a go. It seems, It's called, like, Inappropriately Unhinged Recap of Pretty Little Liars, and it's all out now. I mean, that sounds like something I'd be interested in. I do think that I might do, like, a couple of streams where I just, like, chat about Pretty Little Liars while I, like, play a game or something. But I don't I, I don't think a full podcast is in the cards. I'm just, I'm so tired. <laughs> Didn't you, you hear I'm not drinking coffee? True. Is Pretty Little Liars the thing you've moved on to post Grey's Anatomy? Is that why they're talking about this? Yeah, that's what I'm watching right gotcha. now. It was not necessarily meant to be like, uh, it's not meant to be like a full binge like I did with Grey's, but when I was really sick two weeks ago, I just started watching Pretty Little Liars and now I'm on season two. So uh, I might end up watching all of it. I might not. There's a point right before the time jump where I really don't like what they do. I was very into it, but definitely fell off. I didn't even know there was a time jump, so before that. Yeah, because, like, right before the time jump happens, there's some kind of transphobic stuff, so mm-hmm. I don't Oh, I thought it, that. but isn't the series finale also some transphobic stuff, isn't it? Just like, isn't, it isn't that, like, a running theme? Well, no, so that's where what it's people thought was going to be the series finale was all of the transphobic stuff, but then there was a time jump. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's weird. I don't know. But I'll talk about it on my stream, but I don't think I could commit to a full podcast. What else on Twitter did we get? Jules is catching up. She says she'll redeem her horse girl status, but you don't lose your horse girl status if you fall behind everybody. Like, we're not not strict like that. (laughs) Morgan really wants us to do a crossover with podcast horsemen. Um, we tried to start a fight with them to and one it didn't of their work. tweets because they just finished season six i guess i didn't know about podcast horsemen it exists and i said that we would start a feud with them but then i only tweeted at them one time so yeah and they were just like hello <laughs> yeah it wasn't a thing we also got lexi tweeted us this morning upset that we called papillon dogs ugly and sent us a video of her family's papillon figuring out a food puzzle some glamour shots and a picture of lexi with the, the pup and this this pup is a cute gremlin but they do look like <laughs> gremlins and i i stand by that yes agreed but we we accept your quote little sister lexi <laughs> as, as a as a horse girl <laughs> we'll allow it and that's 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 what we've got from twitter today wow so much feedback this week oh we also got another review oh my god there's so much happening <gasps> a review i know it's been a very long time it's in america though obviously of course why would it be in canada this is from Janet Evergreen. She said, The finest horse pod there is. Lindsay and Kirsten are funny, insightful, sensitive, and Canadian. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. Get through the depths of the show without being dragged down into utter despair. 
you're looking for a BoJack recap that's smart, i.e. not hosted by two dudes, can't recommend this <laughs> one enough. <laughs> you really Incredible. are starting a feud with podcast, horse, whatever, whatever <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, we're, we're starting a feud with every other BoJack podcast because that's we're right. the only one that's not two men hosting. Yeah. That's Hard thing cool. to find in um, any podcast, let alone a Bojack Horseman podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's hard out there. But I guess if that's everything, Sam, thank you so much for joining us for this very long episode, very late at night. Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you guys so much for having me. Like I said at the beginning, I'm just so happy that I've been able to come on so many times. I love Bojack Horseman. I love both of you. Um, I had so much fun today. Literally just so happy that you guys have been doing this project. I love, I listen to literally every single episode and I just, every time I come on, I'm like, oh man, it just reminds me that there's a whole episode out already or that uh, there's a whole episode <laughs> in the can that I haven't listened to yet. So I'm just, I just, I love Bojack Horsepod. So glad that I was a horse girl turned into a regular contributor i'm just so happy to be here you can follow me at sam stanish on instagram and twitter i do a podcast at bitter drawers pod currently i mean it's primarily a survivor podcast we're the bitter drawers i host with my friend derek but we're currently doing legend of Korra seasons in the off seasons at between survivor seasons and by the time this episode comes out we will have done an interview with Erica Kasupanan, who won season 41 of Survivor. So check that out. Everyone go follow Sam, of course. Um, check him out. We're so glad to have him as a regular contributor in Horse Girl. If you want to be part of the conversation with us, you can tweet us at BoJackHorsePod. You can email us BoJackHorsePod at gmail.com. You can, of course, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. We will read it on the show and shout you out. We love the validation. And now that Janet has given us a little taste of that, again, (laughs) we want more if you want to hear more from Lindsay, you can of course check out the simpsons then and now podcast and if you want to hear more from myself you can follow me everywhere at kirsten said what including twitch.tv slash kirsten said what and just last week i will have finished up season three of too hot to handle over on rob has a podcast and you can check out that feed at rob slash hot dummy so please check that out but we will be back next week to talk about season five episode six of bojack horseman free churro Big week. So we'll see you then. Bye.